Hey, welcome back, Team Keesler. It is episode four of our What is a Focus-Driven Warrior series. We have two of our outstanding civilian airmen with us today to share their stories. Chief, I'm excited about the conversation. I am too, sir. We've had a lot of great feedback from our video series and from our podcasts, and we're excited to share um, just another opportunity with our civilian airmen. Uh, we'll let them introduce themselves, and then we'll just have that great conversation. So starting okay. with you, Mr. Watkins. My name is Al Watkins. I'm the Chief of, Engineer, Chief of Operations of the Civil Engineer Squadron and also the base water official. I've been a civilian airman for 21 and a half years here at Keesler. Hi, my name is Frank Rosencrantz. I'm currently assigned to the 81st Training Support Squadron, and I am the course director for the Enhanced Learning and Instructional Techniques Enrichment course. And I've been a civilian airman since 2008. So we have a lot of experience right oh, yeah. here sitting next to us. And um, so what we know that um, we, get quite, we get asked all the time, what is a focus-driven warrior? Um, but we always like to turn that question back to the people who ask the question. And we ask them, like, to you, what, is, what does it mean to be a focus-driven warrior? I mean, to me, it means completing the mission yeah. and doing it with the utmost integrity and and be glad about it, you know. When the alarm clock goes off in the morning, excited to come to Keesley Air Force Base and provide all the support that these airmen need to complete their training and Keesley to continue their great mission. And Mr. Rosencrantz, we know you're also um, very excited about what you do um, when it comes to developing um, all airmen at, on Keesler and those who come um, you know, temporary duty location to us. Uh, what does it mean to be a focus-driven warrior to you? Well, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a mentality. It's embodying and embracing certain values and characteristics that really align with the Air Force core values and being driven and motivated to, to succeed, having that desire to succeed, that warrior ethos, you know, being that warrior, never giving up, having that can-do attitude in, in everything we do and, and trying to get the mission accomplished. Man, I... Like I couldn't have said it any better. And that just, what what I love about that is it it means what I'm hearing both of you say is it's resonating with you. And one of the concerns when we rolled it out about a year ago was, would the civilians feel part of that? And and I was like, absolutely. I mean, this is is all encompassing. When when we talk airmen, we say big A airmen. And so to hear both of you kind of say that, I mean, that's like music to my ears because it, it means that that soundbite is resonating and, and you guys are able to kind of embrace it and, and uh, run with it. So that's great. Um, Mr. Watkins, I can think about uh, two summers ago when we had um, that unprecedented amount of hurricanes that were coming our way and that final one, uh, Hurricane Zeta, that um, really, really got us. But I remember that evening and then the very first morning, um, the civil engineers that were out um, immediately assessing and um, picking up things and making it as safe as possible uh, for movement to happen. So I see that, um, you know, our, our civilian airmen have always been focus-driven warriors. Um, could you tell a little bit about that, that, that evening and the next day? Yes, ma'am. Uh, Colonel Blackwell, who's the wing commander at the time, uh, she was listening on the radio with the conversation myself and the fire chief. And we were discussing the course of actions, uh, we had some utilities that were starting to give us problems. And I told the chief, not yet, not yet. We got to uh, make sure it's safe to travel and whatnot. And her statement was, 
when I heard you and Chief on the radio, I said, let's go to bed. They got it, you know. And, and that's what I normally do since my inception of uh, being appointed as an EOC director. Let leadership get some sleep at night. I keep my eye on the store and ensure I provide that vital information to where we can clean up and get things done. And we do that through our base maintenance contract. They get out and do an assessment, make sure the roads are safe to travel, but also being concerning uh, with the off-base folks that are trying to get to the base. And we do that through the Harrison County EOC. They let us know the condition of the roads, and we pass that along to leadership. They get it out to the command post, and they get it out to the base populace. So, Mr. Rosencrantz, I mean, the chief and I had the opportunity to come uh, sit in one of your classes, um, and, and I know you're going to do some things for us for the Bizarre Falcons coming up. Talk about emotional intelligence, and we were kind of talking about that this morning. Just how important, um, you know, that is in the leadership realm. You know, do you want to kind of sure, talk a little bit sure, about yes. that? Yes, emotional intelligence, in our, in, even in our elite course, is one of the cornerstones of what we do. But it is definitely transferable. Yes, we relate it to the instructional realm, but it's absolutely transferable to leadership, which really was created for. And the whole the crux of, of emotional leadership is understanding yourself, understand, recognizing emotions, understanding emotions, and then using that awareness of those emotions to manage relationships. Because there's there are two parts to emo, emotional intelligence. There's the personal competence and the social competence. And each one of, within each one of those competencies, you have to try to kind of better yourself or understand your behaviors and how you interact with others. Because at the end of the day, um, you have certain skills. People have skills, which is great. People are smart, but no matter how smart you are, how many skills you possess, at the end of the day, if you don't possess those certain characteristics and traits that make people feel a certain way, because that's what people remember. Uh, I always use a quote from Maya Angelou. She says, people remember what you do, or people forget what you do, people forget what you say, but they never forget how you made them feel. And emotional intelligence really embraces that and, and hits home that, you know, at the end of the day, the emotions and how you manage them, how you understand them, and how you deal with others is, is paramount in, in leadership. Sir, thank you for that, because Colonel Hunter, this reminds me of so many of our Dragon University courses that we have that are designed to help develop strong, focus-driven warriors in the leadership realm, understanding emotional intelligence, and, and understanding how to lead teams and, and lead peers and lead up, uh, just to make sure we have that mission accomplishment and be successful. And so that's, um, when you tie it, when, when, when you two tie that together, it just, um, it makes perfect sense. And so we want to make sure that um, our, our listeners and our viewers out there know that we have... Um, we have courses that are designed to, to help you to help you get there if you feel like um, you need some additional help, which we all we all need development and a constant development. You know, uh, Mr. Watkins, you said something earlier that you, you talked about just your attitude, and I mean, I, I talk about that each each week when we're in front of different forums about attitude, competence, and effort. But I mean, attitude is so important because just how you approach the mission, waking up each day. You know, if you come in and you're kicking the dog and yelling at people, I mean, just that, that's a negative, you know, a lot of times I'll say, I have all the little quirky quips that say, 
are you a battery or a loose wire? You know, if you're, if you're a loose wire, you're draining everyone in the organization. If you're a battery, you're charging people up. And so, I mean, that attitude, and, and the other thing that we talk a lot about is grit, right? Just all of us are going to deal with hardships. And, and having these kind of conversations and getting to know each other and making sure that we kind of, no one really understands exactly everything that's happening with people's lives. And so staying kind of pulsed in with that so that when you see a change in behavior that you're able to just kind of say, hey, Everything okay? How are you doing today? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, absolutely. And being approachable. Yes, sir. And so um, can you share maybe a time where you had to overcome a hardship and, and just kind of resiliency and perseverance kind of helped you push through um, to that next level? Well, uh, being in the military, that's hard on a family, period. And my, my first marriage went to the left because always gone. I'm, at, I'm up before the sun comes up. So, and I don't know how to give less than 100%. And sometimes that's challenging if your spouse is not prepared for that. And so it makes it kind of rough. But my wife now, who's a first sergeant, full third, very supportive. Uh, we see some of the same challenges. And I might ping over her and let her know what happened during the day, whatnot. And she, she does likewise and give you time to unwind. And then you got that support base and that's great. So that's that's always a challenge, not just, I think every military member, if you don't have a spouse that's understanding and supportive, that's, that's the biggest challenge I've had. Okay, yeah. I think one of the greatest challenges I faced was the, the transitioning from military to civilian believe it or not. I did over 23 years or close to 23 years in the military active duty. And then when I got out, it was like, okay, now what? What's what do I do when I grow up? Kind of feeling. So I, you know, I went to the to civilian world, but I wasn't satisfied. I, I missed the military environment because it was my life. I, it's, you know, I spent so much time around the military. So just trying to overcome that feeling of I need to find my place. So I went out in the civilian world for a while, but eventually I kind of made my way back onto Keesler. And that's when I was like, it almost felt like being home again. Um, and, and kind of just fit, dealing with that, trying to, that transition period. And now I'm totally comfortable. It's like, now I look back at retirement, like the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> but, but at first it was quite a challenge, just kind of making that transition. Well, I know we're very lucky that we have, you know, both of you have transitioned into the civilian and civilian airman side of the Air Force, and, and we're lucky that you're here at Keesler. Um, we just, so Colonel Hunter, when we were, when we were talking about who's going to be our next, um, our airmen who come into the series and, and have a conversation, we were both very excited that it's the two of you because you motivate um, to this different level, right? And so um, we're, we're excited for you to share that with our viewers and our listeners. Yes, ma'am. So with all your experiences, you know, from your military time to now, I mean, you've been civilians a long time as well. Yes, sir. And been at Keesler a long time. Yes, sir. And so as, as we're transitioning to the high-end fight and we're, you know, again, kind of what kind of birthed this, what is a focus-driven warrior and the warrior ethos that you talk about, it, in your settings, you know, at the squadron level, are, is, is it resonating down there or, you know, is there more we can do or... How, how do you guys feel about where where we're sitting today at Keesler and maybe what we need to do moving forward? I think it's a, a reflection of our leadership, 
the two of you, and, and it has fallen down to our level. And that's why I believe the accomplishments, the CE squadron here is so small. Uh, most of it's made over the maintenance contract. Uh, so having a small group of government employees and then a small group of firefighters, it really reflects what you're doing in the video and as you go out and talk to people. And it's at our level because you can look at the positive. You know, it's no, well, this, that, no, it's the positive. And to get this mission accomplished, to stay on top. So it starts with you two. All right. Thank you. No pressure, though. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I totally agree. Um, even at my level at faculty development, um, and then, yes, I'm a little biased because I consider our faculty development here at Kingston the premier faculty development. And it, it, it shows in everything we do by being innovative, by being progressive, by, you know, doing different things. You know, even the elite course, like, we're it. You know, it started here. We're still doing it, but we're, we're not resting on our laurels, so to speak. So we're always moving forward from faculty development, you know, up to the, the TRIS, you know, and I think it does trickle down. That, that mentality I talked about earlier is kind of prevalent, you know, throughout. Outstanding. Uh, and we, we definitely, we know you're the, most, the premier faculty and, development. And now they put the heat on us. <laughs> I know, I know. That's okay. We're well, ready for it. Well, you know, let me just say thank you guys for spending some time with us today. I mean, and thanks for what you do every day at Keesler. And thanks for being an example for others to follow. I mean, really that's, you know, we talk about we manage things and we lead people. And that's the art of leadership. And that all the things that we've talked about this morning. And But, you know, words are cheap. Actions matter. Yes, sir. And, and so thanks for being leaders in action yes, and leading, leading by example. We love these conversations. But, you know, we have these conversations often off the, off the camera and, and out of the podcast world. And so to bring it forward so that, you know, that people can actually see that these conversations happen. And we welcome people to continue to have these conversations um, about what is a focus-driven warrior and, and getting to know people. I think this is really awesome. So thank you so much You're for spending welcome, time man. with us My today. Pleasure. <laughs> All right, Team Keesler. Well, two of these outstanding civilians. So when you see them roaming around the, the yard, make sure you say hello. Uh, it's, it's amazing what gets done here every day at Keesler. So thank all of you for what you do each and every day. Be focused, be driven, and be warriors. <laughs>